pork everywhere. Pork, pork, pork. Stimulus pork. Oh, what is he talking about? Welcome to the Snark Factor. I'm Fingers Malloy. Wham Talk 1600 AM 92.7 FM. Sarah Smith is womaning the news desk this morning. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. It's, are you ready this? Stimulus smoked bacon. Oh. Mm-hmm. See, that's clever, but it's not as fun as saying pork. No, it's really not. Even as it came out of my mouth, it wasn't as fun as saying pork. But yes, good morning, everyone. Pork. Pork. Enjoy some pork. Oh, Nancy Pelosi enjoys her pork. Doesn't mm-hmm. she? Oh, she sure does. Okay, well, we can get into the stimulus stuff in a little bit. You know, I, listen, I know there are probably a lot of people out there who are saying, my God, uh, I, I'm done listening to people talk about the coronavirus. Aren't there other things to talk about? And you're right. There are other things to talk about besides the coronavirus. But then as soon as I talk about something else that is lighthearted, I'll get mm-hmm. messages from people saying, well, be serious. These are serious times. Seriously. Look, fingers, you can't please all the people all the time. That's true. So, unfortunately, we are in a new cycle right now where the coronavirus dominates the national conversation, Sarah. So, what if we call it the Rona and then people won't be, won't be like tired of hearing the word? The Rona? Uh, the Rona? Our good friend Tracy L. Connors, who co hosts the Enough Already podcast with me, which you can find where all fine podcasts are sold, thinks we should start calling it uh, Chinese Super AIDS. <laughs> I mean, the the my favorite thing about Tracy is that like her number one go to on any subject is the thing that will make the most people's heads just like <laughs> explode into pieces all over any given room. Because it's my favorite, it's 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 based off of a South Park joke, people. Sure, so, sure, right, right. South Park, everybody, ask Jeeves. That's right. South Park. (laughs) (laughs) But if a cartoon made that joke, then it's okay, Sarah. Right. It's acceptable. It's acceptable. Mm -hmm. So I went out of the house this week, Sarah. (gasps) Where did you go? It was very strange. Well, I went to – I had some business to take care of, and and the business that I was taking care of uh, was also in the parking lot of a – cigar joint that i go to from time to time so i went in and i bought some cigars well then i left well but buying buying cigars is also business to attend to because you host the cigar podcast that you need to have cigars for so technically that's an essential business shot trip also you can completely justify that when you get pulled over by the national guard for being out in public just so you know Sarah Smith, you're you are an enabler, and I like that. Yeah, this is what I'm here for. We all have our talents. <laughs> so, uh, I went to the cigar place, and on the way home, I, I've noticed this. For some reason, I you know I live in the burbs, and mm-hmm. that's not where I'm going with for some reason. But I, I, I noticed for some reason, the closer you get to downtown in a city, it seems like their grocery stores are. Well stocked compared to yeah. the burbs. Yes. It's like all the people in the cities, uh, and this is all anecdotal, seem mm-hmm. to be uh, a little bit more chill about 
a lot of this stuff than the suburbanites who made uh, a mad rush for the grocery stores to pick up every roll of toilet paper they possibly could. So I poked my head into uh, an Aldi and Sarah, they had toilet paper. What? At the Aldi. Oh, our Aldi hasn't had toilet paper in weeks. Oh, toilet paper. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and Aldi's toilet paper is good. It's not. It's even better than Scott's. Oh, is it? Oh, that's good mm-hmm. to know. I'm sure never, Willow. I've never a oh, Willow. Yeah, I've never purchased mm-hmm. Aldi toilet paper before. But I'm thinking at this point, it's it's getting almost as valuable as Bitcoin. One. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be long that we're going to be tearing off sheets of toilet paper. Like a full sheet will be a certain amount no. of. <laughs> it will be. So it's like twenty sheets for a loaf of bread. Yeah, it will be our, our official currency. Yeah, uh, we keep printing money, and the the U.S. dollar will be like toilet paper. So, mm-hmm. really, what difference does it make? So, <laughs> I, I get in line. I buy, uh, you know, the to- I got the toilet paper, and I I've got so much toilet paper. I, I should be good for toilet paper for uh, at least a month and a half. Excellent. Oh, so you're one of those hoarders, is what I'm you're doing? Not talking. a hoarder. <laughs> I don't go in and buy eight packages. I just whenever right. I go to the store, if there happens to be toilet paper, I, I grab a package. That's all. That's fair. I I can't wait to be able to buy a package of toilet paper. We fortunately had plenty. But anyway, oh, continue. Good. You're in line with your toilet paper. I'm in line with my toilet paper. And uh, listen, everyone, I had found up until today, people really seem to be getting along everyone seemed to be a little bit kinder a little bit nicer uh i think that this uh what are we calling this uh stand pat sit and spin what what are we calling this thing? social distancing oh no social distancing of the governor's oh. orders a stand uh stand alone stand uh standing around oh i don't know this stay at uh stay home stay healthy stay stay stay, stay, home, stay home stay safe order i don't know Anyway. Is this the this is the Michigan this is Michigan's thing is oh, in Mar- Michigan, We don't uh, have anything clever in Maryland. Stay in place. Stay in place. Gotcha. Okay. Stay in place. Stay at home. With the cur- with the stay at home order. Yeah, yes. Stay at home order. So I don't know if the stay at home order is getting to everyone because pretty much in the Midwest we're all around the same. Ohio seems to be the first state to act. And then Michigan and Indiana, they all kind of uh, follow Ohio's lead on this lately. Uh, But people are getting snippier, cranky. Uh, These poor cashiers at Aldi and Costco, uh, the the things that they have to go through, that what they have to deal with, and then they, they have to, I would hope, get hazard pay for what they're dealing with right now because they're constantly concerned. I mean, hundreds of people coming through your register a day. You don't know what they have. Uh, Right. And their kids are with them. Right. So I went into the Aldi and I got uh, a couple boxes of cereal, some coffee creamer, and the toilet paper. And I'm standing in line and there are signs everywhere. Stay away from each other. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, was that were there little uh, pieces of tape on the floor of yes. like where you had to stand back yes. to the uh, yeah well, yeah this guy he, he's loading up the the conveyor belt. She said, "Sir, sir, you're too close. You're too close to the shopper in front of you. Just stay right there." He, oh like, wow! 
he rolls his eyes. He doesn't say much, but you could tell he's irritated. And so right. he gets up to, the, you know, the the cashier and she's ringing stuff up. And she said, uh, we're limiting each person to four canned goods. And she's like, he had like a whole cardboard container with about 20 canned goods. And so she oh. rang up four and took 16 back. Oh, this poor guy. Yeah, he's, he, I, I will give him credit. He got through just fine, and uh, there was only a little bit of blood trickling down from his lip from where he was biting his biting his lower lip and his tongue. But sure, so sure. I'm standing behind. I'm well behind the uh, checkout, well behind the conveyor belt, but still in line. I'm the next one up. A woman just walks up, smiles at me, and she has a bottle of wine and a few other things, and just goes next stop it yeah just cuts right in front of me throws her stuff on the, on the conveyor belt and i look at her and she's she's it's not like this is a, an 88 year old woman she was probably 40 right just completely unconscious um uh, completely oblivious and i thought to myself oh i almost said miss uh the line starts behind me i was like oh what the heck i'm a nice guy Right, of course. So, and it's a bottle of wine, and it's what I... You know. Right. And so she throws all that stuff on there, and uh, and then immediately puts her little order plastic guard there to make sure, you know, the, the order separator. So, of course. Yeah. Well, you can, she can't have your things mingling with her. Right. Stuff. I, I looked, I was like, oh, that's something. So I cash out. And I see her get in her car, and uh, she's in front of me. She's got a Jesus fish on the back of her car and a Jesus yeah. Saves bumper sticker. I thought, oh, does Jesus know you're a dirty line cutter? <laughs> what does Jesus say about butting in line? Yeah, right? Jesus didn't cut in line. <laughs> Jesus led the line. Mm-hmm. So... Then I realized I, I was low on gas, and a Costco was around the corner, and I'm a Costco member. So I thought, oh, what the heck? I okay, will why not? check out Costco. And I was surprised. This was 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was dead. There was I, nobody at the Costco. I think the initial like madhouse shopping phase is over. It seems that way. You know, I, I think it could come again, like in another when ever, I think feel like everybody's kind of doing a one week, two week kind of thing right now. And these two week ends up and that pantry starts to get picked through and stuff starts running out. There's going to be another one. But I think as of right now, I, I feel like I could go to the store the last couple of times. I've been running across to the store, you know, whatever. Yeah. I have not been staying in the house. Um, but. Every time I go to the store, more stuff is stocked. They just still don't have toilet paper. Right. So. So you're at the Costco. I'm at the Costco. Does your Costco, is your Costco doing that thing where they have a whiteboard out front that says what they're out of? No. I, well, I didn't see that. Oh, oh, man. Anyone out there who runs a Costco, any of our listeners do that because that is a, that's huge. Yeah. I, well, first of all, what was strange were all of the shopping carts were outside. And huh? I, so I grabbed one and the guy stopped me. He had just got done. He had wiped the, the handle down on the shopping cart and said, you need to grab one in there. I said, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, well, you have it now. Go ahead and take it. So, okay. Then I went in with the cart and then another woman stopped me and wiped down my cart. So it was extra clean. Two cart, 
people wiped down my cart. And so I was walking around this Costco and if there were a hundred people in there, I would be surprised. And a third of them were wearing masks, Mm. masks, rubber gloves. And it was just a, there was just, it was just a bizarre feeling walking through there with fellow, and some of the masks were ridiculous. Like someone had on a bandana that they had tied around. Their face. Oh yeah, I don't. It's like, oh yeah, that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna keep you healthy. I'd rather those people wear that than wear a, a you know than waste an actual like real mask. You know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead, put the piece of fabric that you've fixed up over your face and go out in public, like. Because it's not hurting anything. It's just ridiculous. That's the type of person that will use fish tank cleaner to try to work. Right. <laughs> right. Our our neighbor is the sweetest, sweetest Chinese woman. Okay. She has been. Oh, it was it was the week before. So it was a uh, mid-February. Mid-February. She was telling us there. She's like, this stuff they're talking about, this disease, this virus they're talking about, this is serious. She's like the Chinese government is not telling isn't isn't telling the truth. They aren't telling you what you need to know. This is serious. You all need to get ready for this. We were like, okay, cool, and because we were helping her load all of her supplies into her garage, mm. and two weeks later, boom, it is. And we're, so today, she's down below our balcony, and she yells up and she tosses us up a plastic bag to our deck. And it's a bag of the, what is it, N95 masks? Is that what oh. they're called? Whatever. So she, just a little plastic bag from just like four, four or five of them in there. And uh, I'm go- she's like, I'm going, this is, I know how much that means to her. Like that was very moving yeah. that she gave us that like little baggie of masks. She wants to make sure that we have stuff. But I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, we, we took a case of bleach, a case of Lysol, a case of rice, like a case of waters, all this stuff into her garage mid-february she's been ready to go well it's nice that she's being neighborly and appreciates that oh you she's wonderful went through the effort to to help her in that situation because a lot of people of wouldn't she also makes us pot stickers oh, nice. little dumplings yes oh she's she's the best so Anywho. i'm walking through costco Mm-hmm. And the, the masks and people have like a, those sanding masks that you, if you were. Oh, stop you know, it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, and, and so I'm walking around and they have everything there except toilet paper. And of I don't course. care. I, I, I think at my house right now, I've got 45 rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm, I'm OK on toilet paper mm-hmm. uh, sure. to the point where if a neighbor needs some, I've got like the really bad stuff. You know, right. If you've got to start sharing it, you've got stuff to share. You've got like the D list toilet paper. Right. Yeah, there's right. a hierarchy of, of toilet paper, and so for like sure, the neighbor says, "I'm I don't, I don't have any toilet paper." Like, oh, here's here's four rolls of the sandpaper that you're welcome to have. It's better than nothing. Right. Uh, but here's here's where I'm going with all of this. Uh, I I don't want to sound like a grateful dead hippie. Okay. <laughs> But if we can do our best to just be kind to one another, and I know it's not always easy, and I know when you go to a box retailer and they're out of something that you desperately need, or 
you had plans to pick something up and you didn't necessarily need it, but you wanted it and it wasn't there. It's very easy to take out your frustrations on your fellow shoppers or worse, someone who works at the store. But if you could just for a second put yourself in these people's shoes. I've seen people, you know, we're in Southeast Michigan here. I am tied to the automotive industry. I saw many auto workers who were upset and for good reason that plants were staying open um, during this whole outbreak. There was just an announcement a couple of days ago that there were two United Auto Workers who worked at Chrysler at two different facilities, one in Michigan, one in Indiana. Both of those United Auto Workers passed away due to the Mm -hmm. coronavirus. So this is serious stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... While people were doing their best to try to move from a workplace to work from home or to be in a business that uh, could possibly shut down and have limited impact long term on the business, uh, for those people who were pushing for that, please understand the people who couldn't do that and can't do that. And I, when I checked out at Costco today, my cashier she had a full face mask on and i think it was the one of the ones that's supposed to actually help you it had like the two things on the you know the side right a ventilator (laughs) right i I don't know i i don't know what you call them i mean it looked like a, a, a damn near like a gas mask right like she's going to fight in world war ii right and one world war one she looked at me and all i could see were her eyes oh. and and she just looked tired and sure frightened and Ugh. over it so if we could just keep our fellow human beings in mind during this whole stretch because you know sarah we've talked about this previously that you know i don't want to call this a panic because to me, if the American people were panicking, there would be riots and looting in the streets and really some awful things happening. And we haven't seen that. What we've seen is an overreaction. Sure. A run on grocery stores for toilet paper and meat. and But the stores are rebounding. They, they're, they're stocking up on the stuff. Sure, it may still be hard to get a 12 pack of toilet paper but today when i was at aldi and when i was at costco they had meat they had eggs they had bread they had all the things you need um so some of that overreaction the supply chain is now has now caught up and is making up for uh, that overreaction in a lot of areas. There's still shortages in, in uh, over the all over the country with certain stuff, but for the most part, everything is okay with food. Right, but nobody's nobody's having to wait in line to get food yet. Right, but if you just think of your fellow American, especially the ones who are working at a grocery store. Or they're delivering your food and they're taking 
great it's a great risk sure going to a restaurant picking up your food and taking it to a house you don't know who has what and i don't want to be one of these people who is overreacting by saying they're risking their lives but they are risking getting sick and we i've seen too many examples of People I know who have had friends or coworkers who have gotten sick and have had. Uh, I've got one friend where um, she works at a hospital. Her coworker has the virus, and her coworker's mother died of the virus. Wow! Or something. You know, it's very right. the whole thing is very confusing because they they will say the coronavirus killed a person when it was actually something else. Right, but the fact that they got the coronavirus is what killed them. Right. They were living with this illness that was going to eventually be their demise, but this was like speeds the process up for for lack of a more right. Ca- more uh, more th- uh, generous term. But. Right. So, I just keep in mind that these people are risking their health. Sure. To- absolutely stock the shelves at the grocery store to check you out at the grocery store to be a part of DoorDash or one of these other apps that will go and get your food and bring it to you. Um, and just try, let's, let's just try to be a little kinder and, and I, and try to stay kind instead of taking out our frustrations on these people. Because if you're staying at home, uh, if you're working from home, God bless you that you're able to do that. Uh, we just saw this week that last week, over 3 million people filed for unemployment. Yes. So there's a lot of frustration out there. Let's not take it out on the people who are working and try to, trying to keep food on your table. I think that's a very important reminder. Have you been out? Yes. We went, we went to the grocery store the other day and got a couple things. And again, same thing. All this stuff... Uh, we, there was a couple days there where I only went out twice. There was like a four-day period where I went out a couple times to try to get supplies. This was like a week ago. And there was no meat. There was no chicken. There was no toilet paper. There was no milk. There was no water. There was no, like, a lot of things were completely out. But now I just went out about two days ago. The two of us went out and did a shop to sort of replenish our fresh produce goods. And we got... Uh, four pounds of uh, ground beef and got a bunch of chicken drumsticks. I packed up in my entire freezer full of protein, sausages, all sorts of stuff. So it's re it is, it's replenished. Same thing with no, still no toilet paper. Um, except I did do a quick Walmart stop in. I can't remember what for. Oh, I'm on the hunt for coffee, ice cream. That's a whole thing. But, um, uh, they had just unloaded toilet paper and there was three, Walmart employees standing around each side of the pallet of toilet paper, handing one at a time, making sure everybody just took one at a time. That, and I, you know, yeah, I bypassed it just to avoid the giant crowd of people. Yeah. You know, but there was the only time I've seen toilet paper in the last two weeks. So it was fun. It was a really exciting crazy. moment. Crazy. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing that we need to do too. And I know some people who heard me earlier think, well, you're hoarding, hoarding toilet paper. I'm not. I'm just making right. sure I have plenty on hand. Uh, when I go to the grocery store, every couple times I go to the grocery store, I will check. And if there's toilet paper, I'll grab some. 
Oh, the next time I see toilet paper, I'm grabbing a pack. Absolutely. But the people and we have plenty here, but I'm doing that. Yeah, but the people who are taking 10 packages of toilet paper or there was a picture floating around last week of a woman that had 15 gallons of milk in her grocery cart. Unless I mean, she, unless, she, unless she's got 15 kids at home. Right. So, well, we have to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about this. Uh lots of things going on in the stimulus package pork 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 pork, pork, pork. So st- all the pork a tune more of the snark factor on wham talk 1600 am 92.7 fm right after this follow me on twitter at fingers malloy follow sarah smith on twitter at mama swatty welcome back to the snark factor and sarah i am in a similar situation uh with you as far as having parents that are seasoned citizens my dad is 81 years old. Yes. And trying to get him to stay home is becoming more and more uh, impossible. I can't get it. I, oh. I can't make it sink in. Oh, I'm so sorry. My father's the complete opposite. He's been training for this his whole life. Ah. Like this is this is my dad's jam. He's uh, you know, his his germ he's al- always had a bit of a germophobia, but it's only increased the older he's gotten and it's just become more and more of a thing that he's aware of and so he is a straight on you know this he is ready for this when he when he goes to a restaurant he wipes down the menu before he has to deal with it when you know he just does not mess with that public touching things that other people touch he's really aware of it so he's he's not worried and he doesn't leave the house you're so lucky he's got no problem with that well, he goes on he goes on two walks a day. He goes on two mile long walks a day, one around a lake and one around a, the local high school. Well, in in my dad's defense, he's alone. Uh, that's to be yeah, fair. That's fair. So, and my mother is the one going to the grocery store. Uh, she does she's the one who does that. Right. So, but he is making <clears throat> these useless trips where I, I I tell him, "Listen, stop doing this." He called me, right. He called me at 8:45 in the morning the other day accidentally and uh, cause normally, you know, he's not calling anybody at 845, but he butt dialed me and he kind of noticed that he did. And I said, what's going on? I, cause of course when he calls that early, I'm worried. He said, Oh, I'm just sitting outside sure. dollar general. They open at nine and I, and I heard they may have toilet paper today. A truck was supposed to come in at eight o'clock. Oh my God. I said, dad, how many, how much toilet paper do you have right now? He said, Oh, 18 rolls. <laughs> And that's like, and so dad and he's alone. It's like that. I mean, I'm just, let's just be generous here. That's 18 weeks worth of toilet paper. Yeah. So I said, dad, you know, I don't, I don't know if you're short on toilet paper right now where you have to risk uh, going out in public and getting a virus that you're 81 years old. It may, it may be the end of you. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, after I went uh, to Dollar General, I went to the grocery store because I wanted some bottled water. Oh man! Okay. Yeah, he only had one case of bottled water left. So uh, you're like a real life. I keep seeing memes about Gen Xers having to explain to their baby boomer parents, yeah, to like stay how, how to stay home. Right. It's hard, and it, I, I unfortunately I don't live as close as I would like to live to him, so I could. I don't even know if it would be wise for me to pop in, but I'm talking to him on the phone a couple times a day, checking in sure. on him. Uh, but uh, my God, it's just, it's so hard. How are you going to tell an 81 year old man 
who's seen it all, who's served in the army. Right. <clears throat> hey, <laughs> I'm telling you to stay home. Right. Oh. Stay home. Right. You're grounded. Yeah, right. You basically have to ground your father. So if anyone has any tips as to how I can possibly talk this man into staying home, <laughs> if you're on Twitter, tweet me at Fingers Malloy and, and give me some advice because I sure could use it. But, <clears throat> you know, we had the stimulus package that they were fighting over. So, oh, what a week. It has been a week. Like, how do these people get away with... How do these people get away with basically arguing over which uh, which side's special interests get the you know get to stuff their pockets with this bailout? Right, because it's really all it is. All the while knowing that their paychecks aren't at risk, they're getting paid. They're not worried about anything. Like. Well, how do they sleep at night, right? So there's this actual thing going on where people need stimulus income. There's an actual problem where people can't do their jobs and can't make their incomes and can't pay their mortgages and can't pay their electrical bills. And these people are arguing about the the National Endowment of Arts getting money. I just I don't understand. I honestly and genuinely I'm not being sarcastic here. I know it's the snark factor thing. Like where what is wrong with these people? Again, much like the New York City, D.C. media bubble, these people are in a bubble. And they think that what they are doing is something that is very important, and they're taking care of their own. But I got to tell you, walking around the streets of Michigan, I didn't hear one person say, wow, I hope they get the stimulus package passed so we can get some money to the Kennedy Center. Mm-hmm. Heard the Kennedy Center could use some more funding. <laughs> they, I think the Kennedy Center in in this bill got twenty five million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, twenty five million dollars. Yep. Okay. Correct. I I have seen uh, estimates that Nancy Pelosi is worth anywhere from one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty million dollars. Why didn't she just cut the check for twenty five million if it meant that much w- to her? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice if they did that? And they do write checks. They write like $2,500 checks. Right. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part for the little people. Yeah. Because I care about the arts. Well, It's like, well, my bill got them $25 million. I don't have to give them anything. Right. If it wasn't for me, they wouldn't have got the $25 million. Right. Oh, God. I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. And, and that's uh, the attitude of a lot of people who vote for these people. Right. Is I'm doing my... Uh, duty to society. I am doing civil service. I'm voting for people right. who will spend money on things that I want to see them spent on. Well, uh, even better, who say they'll spend money on things. Right. right? Well, like it doesn't even matter. that it, There's no sense to be like, well, maybe I would like to write the check and write the name of the company that's getting the check or organization that's getting the check that I'm donating my money to. Like, how do people not realize that that's like an option? The Democrats were mostly responsible for this, and sure. I, I know that there, you know, there were certain parts of this bill that Republicans were pushing. That's taking care of their own. But if they would have, if they would have, for instance, which I think that the Republicans actually should have done what I'm about to say, uh, just to demonstrate how evil some of the things the Democrats, <laughs> their tactics were when it comes to the stimulus package. 
uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi flew in from vacation right. to try to demand that uh, $10,000 of student loans for each former student would be wiped out, mm-hmm. completely paid. Uh, I think that for every ridiculous pork barrel spending project that Nancy Pelosi wanted, Mitch McConnell should have countered, should have countered okay, well, if you want that, uh, listen, uh, we're going to eliminate the Department of Education. Oh, that would be great. I would move to Kentucky so that I could vote for Mitch McConnell yeah. if he did something like that. Every time they would say, well, we want this. Okay, well, then we're going to put this in, too. Right. Okay, yeah, we can get money for that. We're just going to dump. Yeah. It's X, Y, Z. Oh, I like it. I like the plan. And then just stare at her and say, okay, are we done here? Can we just get a clean bill? This bill should have been two pages long. Yep. 883 pages. But you know what? It's okay. You want to know why? Oh, please tell me why. It's called the CARES Act, fingers. What is CARES? So you know what that means. You know what that means. It means it means they care. It's how you know that they care Uh because the act is called the CARES Act. It's really you know moving. I love it. Uh, But the CARES Act does, on a more serious note, stand for Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a piece from Forbes. Yeah, oh, our dear friends at Forbes. And they kind of go over some of the pork that was thrown in this bill. Now, keep in mind, right. it, there was, it was supposed to be a bill that would provide loans uh, to industries that were in danger of seriously shutting down the airline industry. Well, um, right. And, and, and just as a little side note, and that was the argument that was being made on our, with our friends on the left was that – the right was trying to bail out the corporations while the left was trying to give money to the arts, right? So, but the corporations they're trying to bail out is like the airline industry. <laughs> like these things where, is it, you guys, these aren't, you know, this isn't their buddy who runs a, uh, a shoe company in, or a clothing company that wants to be able to not pay his taxes this year. Like this is an action. These are like, these are organ. These are huge corporations that we all benefit from. Like right. the airline industry cannot function right now. The hospitality industry kind of like there, but anyway, that's just, that's the big argument that this, that the Republicans were trying to bail out corporate interests. Right. And they were also trying to get these cash payments to the American people, $1,200, Right. Or a single income home uh, or single person household uh, and uh, for up to seventy five thousand dollars. If you're a married mm-hmm. couple, one hundred and fifty grand, you would get uh, up to one hundred and fifty grand of income. You would get twenty four hundred dollars plus uh, five hundred dollars per kid. If you have kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, take it. Enjoy it. Peasants should have been a two page bill. Absolutely. Maybe agree. three. If you're getting wordy and it turns into 800 and I heard a 1.1100 pages, but if it's only 800, that's fine. Oh, there's, but that's the other problem. That's the other problem with this. There's two versions of it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the two, two different versions were brought in in the first hour. Uh, and again, this is all from the Forbes article. Like this is, we don't even know. It even says, uh, no one had time to read the final language. Of course. 
because they never do. They never actually know. That's why they have 883 page or 1100 page bills, because that's, oh, we just didn't have the time to read all the paperwork. Couldn't possibly. So let's let's just go through a couple of these things. We've already mentioned the twenty five million dollar to the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts in Washington, D.C. Very welcome. Very welcome, Washington, D.C. Uh, $75 million, uh, for the corporate corporation for public broadcasting because Why? they don't get enough. Why? Because Why? they're telling everybody to panic. Who else is going to tell everybody to panic? But listen, I was told – now, I understand that you know if you watch public broadcasting, if you listen to – I don't know if NPR is officially part of the uh, – I believe it is. Public broadcast. I, I didn't know how yeah. that works. I don't know how that works. But, you know, if you turn on your local college TV station and it's a PBS channel, it seems like every other week they're doing their little fundraising telethons. Uh, I suppose that a lot of that funding in the near future is going to dry up. <laughs> People aren't going to say to themselves, hmm, well, I'm on unemployment. I can either go to Costco and try to find some toilet paper or donate $25 to my local PBS channel. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So I could see where there is a need, but uh, for crying out loud, uh, I, they're going to have to tighten their belt like everyone else. Why does the government have to come in and say, oh, you get $75 million? It was like Oprah wrote this bill. Right. Oh, there's oh the, the list the list goes on. Um, Eighty eight million to the Peace Corps. Two hundred and fifty million to the IRS. Two hundred and fifty million to the IRS. Two hundred and fifty million to the Internal Revenue Service. The For subsidy what? would the subsidy would cover. This is all in quotes here. Taxpayer services quotes again quotes enforcement. <laughs> we all know what that means. And quotes again operations support okay i don't know what it will cost to send these checks out Mm -hmm. and like they're still sending checks i mean let's face it 90 percent of the people are going to get some sort of direct deposit right i don't know if they're gonna mail checks out or if they're gonna mail gift cards (laughs) or whatever Mm -hmm. the hell they're gonna do so Mm -hmm. maybe you have to budget for that but 250 million dollars $250 $250 million for the IRS. Although on a personal note, we have a mutual friend that got a call from the IRS today saying that their audit had been called off because they didn't have the resources to do ah. audit. So silver lining, everybody. A little, a little real life uh, happy ending story. Uh, so there's a couple more. Uh, let's see. $350 million to the State Department. This is a good one. For migration, migration and refugee assistance. Okay. This funding would help minimize the virus spread in vulnerable populations. So the migrants and refugees that they have been insisting we bring in and bring in and bring in and keep here instead of sending back to their countries or processing appropriately and properly, we now have to pay to make sure they don't get the virus either. $400 $400 million to the Federal Election Assistance Commission to assist the states with election security grants. Oh, come on. Now, what? <laughs> listen, there was a, a, a movement in this bill to make the election in November a mail-in ballot, which at that point you may as well just say goodnight, Gracie. Right. 
Oh God, what a nightmare! Yeah, I mean, there's, there's the idea that we could do some sort of internet voting or online or a mass mail voting. Uh, the internet voting is the one that really cracks me up. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're so worried about our elections getting hacked. Like, Why can't you vote online? Right, uh, right, you're, you're, right. You're not ordering a burger. All the people that have been yelling about like Russian interference with our internet and Chinese hacking onto the web are now going to tell me that I'm supposed to vote on the internet on Google.com. Yeah, vote, vote.gov. No, the, no. You you need to go to a polling place. I'm sorry, and I right. know. I think what is it? Oregon. You can vote via Ugh. mail, uh, but there's too much at stake. For these elections to be determined by mail-in voting or voting online, you know damn well the amount of voter fraud that will go on will be – it'll be outrageous. And people act as though it's such an inconvenience to go. I've, I've watched people unnecessarily wait in line for hours hoping to get toilet paper that many of them don't need. You can wait right. in line for 45 minutes to vote. It's true. You can wait in line for three hours to vote. Yes. Wait in line. That's how it works. Most of you have smartphones. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to occupy mm-hmm. your time. Right. Exactly. So if we need to set up chairs and do something to make it more comfortable, then fine. Um, I got one more for you. Are you ready? It's your favorite. I, we saved it for last. billion, that's a B, everybody. Everybody else was million. This is a billion. $30.8 billion to the Department of Education. All the the schools are closed for state fiscal stabilization, stabilization, oh, wow, stabilization. Wow, Sarah. State fiscal stabilization fund that provides grants to support of elementary and secondary education, higher ed, and state flexibility grants. Well, it sounds like based on you reading that last sentence that the Department of Education <laughs> is not taught me taught me how to read good. <laughs> good Lord. Uh, the, how obscene is this? That They're shutting down schools for weeks at a time and then still taking more money for the Department of Education. Those teachers are paid. That money is earned. That budget is written. That is done. Those. I mean, oh, God, don't even. I'm going to get triggered. Go ahead, please. <laughs> well, several school districts are struggling with the whole e-learning concept, where you're basically getting your education through online methods, and. Uh, I'm very fortunate. My kids um, have, uh, they're in a school district that they've had e-learning in place for some time. School gets canceled because of weather. Then, well, it's an e-learning day, you know, uh, but. No. Oh, right. That's probably like geographically speaking, you guys probably, you probably do have a lot of like snow weather days. Oh, things. Yeah, that makes sense. So. You know, we were prepared for this. A lot of school districts aren't. Uh, But that seems to me that that should be a local issue. But look at the feds. Agreed. 
Because the Department of Education, they're going to determine who gets the money and how much. So you're sending your tax money into Washington, and then they'll give you a little bit of it back for your district. When really by the time it siphles its way through the actual Department of Education and all the people that have to have their hands on it and the holes it has to go through, it's not even going to be that much money. You got, I mean, it's just, oh, it's just toilet bowl money. It's toilet bowl money. It's toilet bowl. Toilet bowl. Well, so there you have it. There, Washington cares about you, ladies and gentlemen. How much of that money stays in Washington? Most of it. So I brought up before the break how we need to be kinder to the folks out there. Bill O'Reilly calls them the folks. The folks out there who are manning the cash registers, who are stocking the shelves. And, you know, so many people are, Sarah, ordering their stuff online. And the mirror has a story. And this shouldn't surprise anyone. Uh, and this this is anecdotal. Who knows if this is really going on throughout Amazon warehouses. But an Amazon worker apparently was interviewed by uh, The Mirror mm-hmm. in the UK and said, Amazon worker describes living hell as non-essential orders shipped despite coronavirus lockdown. Oh, An Amazon worker has hit out at the company claiming workers are at risk packaging non-essential goods such as lawnmowers and hedge trimmers. Oh, no. It's a living hell to try to deliver goods to homes uh, for people that are trapped in lockdown. The staff member who wishes to remain anonymous told Mirror Money he is worried about the working conditions amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. The country has been told... Amazon will continue to stay open to provide their customers with essential items, he explained, but staff are working on more than just essentials, he added. We are selling the same usual stuff we would normally uh, do normally with a large increase in things like garden equipment. Uh, l- listen, I-, I think that this is serious, and again, we need to keep these people in mind. Uh, but we need to keep these people in mind. But I've noticed this from just this past week, talking to people uh, who say work for Lowe's, sir. I got a friend who works at Lowe's and the government mm-hmm. considered considers her an essential employee. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People Well, I mean, what else are people supposed to do when they can't leave their home? They have to work on their lawn and garden, lawn and garden projects. See, and that's what's going to happen. I think that you're going to see <laughs> a lot of people, especially when this when you have people who are working from home and are still getting an mm-hmm. income and they aren't they haven't been laid off and they feel somewhat secure in their jobs and then they get a check for $3400, all of a sudden <laughs> the at-home projects are going to look more attractive. Right. The the honey-do list looks a little more accomplishable. Right. And you know they're there. The honey-do lists so, are made for times like these. So people, a lot of people who are working at home who want to lecture folks for leaving the house uh, are they're, they're secretly ordering their lawnmowers and their lawn and garden equipment just expecting these people to work. 
Right. Uh, Listen, I don't think these places should be shut down. I think we've got to be smart. Every, you know, they're, unfortunately, people are at risk, but we can, we can do social distancing without completely doing commerce distancing. Yes. And we, if we keep on this path, the way we're currently going, we are going to completely destroy the global economy. So there has to be a balance just like there has to be a balance with how much time we have here on the snark factor. Oh, is it time to go? It's time to go. Oh, what a shame. Well, everyone stay safe. Mm-hmm. Try to stay, stay calm. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay calm. Stay nice. Stay kind. There you go. She's Sarah mm-hmm. Smith. I'm Fingers Malloy. We'll be back next week with an all-new snark factor on Wham Talk 1600 AM, 92.7 FM. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Snark Factor podcast on Apple Podcasts and find it on TuneIn and Fireside.